Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Father God, for this moment, for this time. I thank you for your word, Father, and I pray that you will speak to us, Father, that it be you and not us, Father. I thank you for everyone, Father God, who is listening to our voices, Father. Touch them, be with them, and guide them. I thank you, Father God, for what you're doing, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do. And this we ask in Jesus' name. We're reading from 2 Peter 3 this morning, and Pastor Jay is going to read the word. Good morning, 2 Peter 3. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this, they willfully forget that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water by which the world that then existed perished flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, do not forget this one thing that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of, which, of these things in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. You, therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Amen and amen. All right, man, stretch if you need to. 
But you know, this word, it's a very powerful word this morning. But before we begin, you know, I just want to mention to, to please keep uh, Texas in prayer. All those families that lo- lost loved ones yesterday with a mass shooting out there. Uh, please, uh, throughout the day, just meditate on that and just lift up these families in prayer. Second uh, Peter 2, 3 says, you know, he starts off with verse 1. He says, I write to you the second letter. So this is the second letter. So he wrote to them before in 1 Peter. And he says, I stir up you and your pure minds. So he was reminding them, reminding them of what they have learned. You know, sometimes we need to be reminded who we are in Christ. We need to be reminded what the Lord has done for us. And he was saying here, he was stirring them up. Second Peter 1.13 says, yes, I think it's so right. As long as I am in this tent, in this body, to stir you up by reminding you. So every once in a while, we need that push, right, Joe? We need that push in our lives, you know, to remind us. It says in verse 2, it says that, that you might be mindful of the words which was spoken, the teachings that you have received, what God has given you. In other words, you know, what remember what you have been taught, what you have learned, and what has been revealed to you. You have to constantly, constantly uh, remind yourself and get into the word of God. Because it says, yeah, as you get into the word of God, you're going to start growing. Because in verse 3, he says, he says, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days. Walking according to their lust. They're those scoffers are those that they, they, they mock the word of God. They make fun of it. These are God, uh, false teachers that will rise up, you know, to deter us from where we're supposed to be going. They're there, they're there to tear us down. And that's why it's so important that we know who we are in Christ. It says in verse four, it says, and saying, Where is the promise? That is coming. In other words, they're they're there to to bring question, to bring doubt, you know, because if anybody knows it, you know, forever and ever you have heard, you know, when is the Lord coming? Since I was a little boy back back in in, in the late 50s, you know, they would have been talking about the Lord coming. You know, and 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 today, you know, it's, it's 2022, you know, so they, they, they start bringing questions. So that way you would doubt. It says in Jeremiah 17, 15, it says, indeed, they say to me, where is the word of the Lord? Let it come. In other words, to bring doubt. That's what, that's what they're there for. But that's why we need to know the word of the Lord. Verse five, it says, for this, they will willingly forget that by the word of God, the heavens the heavens were old and the earth standing out of water and in the waters, you know, and it goes into uh, six and seven. And they pretty much going, getting together that they were bringing doubt, you know, because they were saying, OK, where is the Lord? When is the word going to be fulfilled? You know, so they, they'd like to, to bring that doubt. But Peter, you know, Peter in, in Genesis 1, 6 he goes into the, uh, into that particular area, you know, because there's creation. There's always been change. Change has always been there, but sometimes we don't see it. In Psalms 33.6, it says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. You know, and, it goes, and in 2 Peter 2.5, it says, And did not spare, in other words, change, the, old, the ancient world, but save Noah and one of the eight. A preacher of righteousness, you know, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly. So there has been change, 
happening. And sometimes, you know, we need to be reminded of that. We need to be reminded of the word. We need to be reminded what God has done for us. Uh, it goes right into verse 8. It says, and beloved, do not forget this one thing. That I wish the Lord, one, the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years one day. Psalms 90 uh, verse 4, it says, for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it passed and like a, a watch in the night. So, you know, time, there's no limit for time for the Lord. For us, it takes forever. We feel like it's taking forever, you know, and, and, and just because, you know, your prayers have not been answered does not mean that the Lord has not hurt you. He hurt you yesterday when you first ask. He hurt you yesterday when you first asked. He hasn't forgotten you. But sometimes the word takes time. The, the answer takes time. And we need not to forget who is in control. But the Lord Almighty is in control. And he has everything in the palm of his hands. Because he even goes here in verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. In other words, he's not sleeping. He's not taking his time. He's working it all out for you. He's working it all out to you. And what's he doing it? He says at the end of that, at the end of that verse, he says, not willing that any should perish. Sometimes the word is not, the Lord is not moving as fast as we think because he's making time for those that are going to come, the those that are going to turn to him, of those that are still not saved yet. So that, so a lot of times, you know, it just takes time. God is never late. He's always on time and continues to make a way for all to come to repentance. He's making a way. Habakkuk 2.3 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It would not tarry. So the word of God will be fulfilled, even though we may not see it right now, even though we don't feel it right now. But the word of the Lord is going to be fulfilled. What has the Lord promised to you? I wrote a couple of things down, you know, promises, salvation for a lost one. Have we been praying for one that's been lost, for one that doesn't know the Lord? And we've been waiting, you know, healing in your body or healing in the family. What has God promised you? Restoring your marriage, healing in your marriage, unity in the family, employment, whatever it is that we have prayed for, whatever it is that God has promised, that is going to be fulfilled. Second Corinthians 5, 7, it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We have to declare the word. We have to stay focused on the word of God. Isaiah 30, 18, it says, therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you. And therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait on him. As we wait on the Lord, what are we saying and what are we confessing? You know, what is going through our minds as we wait on the Lord? We need to make sure, again, Peter was saying, was saying, I want to stir you up. You know, I want you to remember what you've been taught. 
because we need to be focused on the word of God and the, and what the promises that he already has given us. In verse 10, he says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief of the night. Again, you know, people have been saying, when is God going to come? But God is telling us to be ready because he is coming. To be prepared because he is coming. In Matthew 24, 42 to 43, it says, Wash therefore, for you do not know what hour the Lord is coming. In 43, it says, But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief will come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. We need to be ready and prepare for whatever may come so that we may be able to stand. We need to be prepared in order to fight the good fight. In 1 Timothy 6, 12, we must be ready before the fight. You don't prepare, you don't get go into battle and then start preparing while you're in the battle. You don't go into battle and then start looking at your ammunition and start looking at your weapons to see if they're ready. You prepare them before the battle. And that's the same thing in our Christian walk. We need to take the word of the Lord. Like Peter is saying, do not forget. Do not forget your learning. Do not forget what you have been taught. The word of the Lord. And be ready to use it in season and out of season. And it goes into 11. It says, it says therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, everything that's happening around us, what manner of person are you ought to be? Be in holy conduct and godliness, you know. So as we wait on the Lord, we need to be holy. As we wait on the Lord, we need to be doing the right thing. As we wait on him, in 1 Peter 1, 1.15 says, But as he who called you is holy, be holy in all your conduct. We need to watch what we're doing. We need to watch what we're doing. Looking at verse 12, because at looking for and hasting the coming of the Lord, because you know we're looking for the coming of God, and I can, and I re, and I'm going to repeat this again. My mom is always saying, "Can't wait till the Lord comes, right, June? We can't wait to see that to see the glory of God, to walk in in the streets of gold, you know, to have our mansion." My mom is always bringing that up every single time, you know, all the beautiful things that are going to be there. So you know, we have, we need to make be aware of that. You know, because that's where we, that's our home, because we are pilgrims here on this earth. We are passing through, you know, waiting on the Lord's return. It says in, in Titus 1, uh, 13, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, looking for him, for his return, you know, because that is a promise to us. That is a promise to us. And in verse 13, it says, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heaven and the new earth. So in other words, we should be waiting in anticipation. We should be ready for the Lord's return. For how are we waiting for him? What are we confessing in the wait? What are we doing in the wait? You know, but we need to be standfast. It says there in verse 14, therefore, beloved, looking forward to those things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot or wrinkle. So in other words, be diligent, you know, be ready. You're showing care, you know, doing the right thing. Be at the right place. First Corinthians 15, uh, 
58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable. You can only be immovable when you have the word of the Lord in you. When you can speak the word of the Lord. When you can stand upon the word of the Lord. What word of the Lord do you have in you that you can stand today? Because that's what we're going to use to fight the enemy. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You know, so whatever we do for the Lord is not in vain. What we're praying for, we're lifting up somebody in our home, in our family, in our children. We don't do that in vain. We don't pray in vain. We don't do confession to the Lord in vain. We do it because we know that the Lord is going to be faithful and he's going to come through no matter what. He is faithful. Verse 15, it says, uh, and consider the long suffering of our Lord in salvation as also our beloved brother, Paul. You know, so he brings up Paul. Peter's bringing up Paul as an example because Paul, you know, uh, he was out there and he was teaching the word of God. But Paul was also suffering for what he was doing. You know, he was also suffering, you know. So And, and so that means that we're going to go through stuff. We're going to go through storms in our lives. But how do we handle the storm and how do we react to the storm if we don't have the word of God? And that's what Peter is doing. Peter was stirring them up, reminding them who they are. Because the more word of God that you have in you, the better you're going to stand. The better you're going to resist the enemy and he shall flee from you. Verse 16, it says, as also in all the epistles, speaking in them, these things which are some things hard to understand. There's a lot of stuff in the word of God that's hard to understand. And there are those leaders that rise up and they try to bring understanding to stuff that they don't know nothing of. You know, the false teachers, the scoffers, you know, and, and, and we need to be aware of that because we need to test those words that we're hearing. Just because you hear somebody say something, don't take that as the gospel truth. You take that word and you compare it to the word of God. You go into the scripture and you and you review that word because, you know, there are false teachers out there and we need to make sure that we are not straight away with them. You know, here in Fusion, we have accountability. We have accountability to our leaders. We have accountability, accountability to our pastor. But more importantly, we are accountable to God. We are accountable to God. So whatever we do, we have to make sure that we do the best we can. Pastor Brendan is always saying we have to be the best example. We have to be loving. We have to be caring. That way, when they come in, when, when, when people come into the, the sanctuary, into church, they see Christ in us. They see his love. They see his compassion as we're serving. So what better way to do it? You know, but we have to do everything in love. He goes in verse 17. He says, he says, you therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, be aware, unless you fall in your own steadfastness, being laid away by the error of the wicked. In other words, he's telling us, I am talking to you. I am talking to you, Peter is saying. I am stirring you up. Be aware. Be alert. Know the word of the Lord. Know his promises. When we spend enough time hearing the wrong thing, 
when we spend enough time hearing the wrong thing, in time you will believe the wrong thing. Come on now. In time you will believe that. And that's why we need to be careful. Who are we listening to? Are we listening to the word of the Lord? Or are we listening to the word of someone else trying to make it look like it's the word of the Lord? We have to be aware. You know, because we are in a fight. We are in a fight every single day. Just the fact that we get up in the morning, we got to struggle, some of us. Come on now. Especially you guys are a little bit older in age like I am. You know, getting up in the morning, you know, your muscles don't want to move around. Your bones don't want to move around. And you get up and you got to start stretching. Come on, I'm not the only one out here, you know, and we got to start stretching and everything else. And then after a while, you know, you get to going, you know, but then, you know, when you go, when you lay down again, you locked up again. But, you know, but that's what's happening, you know, but on our Christian walk, we got to make sure that we are ready, that we are ready for the good fight and that we and that we don't fall. It says in Second uh, Peter 1.10, therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. As we read the word of the Lord, as we confess the, the promises of God and his word, as we stay in his word, we shall not stumble. That's what it's telling us. We shall not stumble. It's when we don't have the word of God in our heart. It's not good enough to have it in your head. Head knowledge is nothing. You have to have it in your heart because for out of your heart, that's where the word's going to come. Out of your heart, that's the word's going to come when, in, in due season when you are in a situation. You know, so if you have the word of God in you, in yourself, you will stand. You will stand and you would not be moved. You know, and that's why my brothers and sisters, it's so important. It's so important that we do as Peter has, has said here in chapter 3. You know, that he's telling us to remember the word. He's telling us that, that our God is not slacking off. He's not sleeping somewhere, but he's at work all the time. He's waiting for those that are going to come into his kingdom. He's waiting for those that we are praying for even today. Those that we know that are lost out there, our loved ones, you know, our family members, you know, he's waiting for them. You know, he's not, he's not sleeping anywhere, but he's working it out. He says to be steadfast on his word. Hold on to his promises. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you could easily be deceived by the enemy, by false teachers. Know the word of God. And I say this all the time. Keep your focus on the things of the Lord. Keep your focus upon his word. Because the more word you have in you, whatever comes your way, you'll be able to stand. That you'll be able to stand and fight the good fight. Like I said earlier, preparation doesn't happen while you are there in the midst of the fight. Preparation happens even right now today as you're hearing the word of God, as you're taking the word of God and you're putting it in your heart, as you're taking that word of God and you're going over it. Holy Spirit reminds you who you are. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit will confirm it in your spirit that you are a son and a daughter of Christ, created with purpose, created for such a time as this, that you are blessed 
beyond measure. Come on now. That's why it's so important. And you got to forgive me that sometimes I get all rattled up, you know, and I'll probably talk too fast anyway. But I'm Puerto Rico. I can't help that. But, you know, but I get excited about the word of God. Because why? Because a lot of times I'm motivating my own self. I'm raising my own hands, you know. I'm laying hands upon myself. And I'm saying, Lord, fill me up now, Lord Oboshai. Fill me up with your presence, Lord God, because we serve a mighty God, a powerful God, a delivering God. And we know that his word is true and his word will always come true. His word will always be fulfilled. We don't pray in vain. All of our prayers, he has received them and he's answering them. But in due season, they will come to pass. In due season, you shall see them. In due season, if you don't faint, if you don't give up, you shall be victorious. That's what the word of God is saying. And that's what Peter is telling them. He's telling them, don't forget, stir them up. And that's what I'm trying to do this morning. Trying to stir you up a little bit. Get deeper into the word of God because God has promises for you. And God has already given you them, but you have to confess them and you have to declare them and you got to speak them and you have to be ready to give an account for who you are in the Lord. And also, if there's someone around you that's not saying the right thing with a loving heart, you have to approach them. You got to show them the word of God to bring correction and love, to bring correction and mercy, you know, because you love them. And that's how we grow as a family. That's how we grow in the Lord. Because we're supposed to be different than the world. Can't act like the way the world acts. The world is crazy. Everybody's going after somebody else. But we need to go after the Lord and be ready to speak and be ready to declare and be ready to give a testimony of what God has done for us in our lives. My brothers and sisters, we're living in tough times. Like I said earlier, look what happened in Texas. We never know what's going to come next. We never know. I know that that in, in my in me, you know, I lost a, a brother-in-law. I lost a sister-in-law. You know, all within a week's time. I lost a close friend from my from my uh, the base where I used to work on. And yesterday, I heard that I lost another friend that just retired a year ago. Tomorrow ain't promise, but today, what am I doing today? Am I going to confess victory? Am I going to give God the praise, the glory, and the honor that he deserves? Am I going to speak truth to my, even to myself, bring correction even to myself, you know, and say, Lord, I surrender. I give it to you. I give it to you. Even when the Lord has it, the best person has it, which is him. You know, and he says, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. I will never forsake you. I am right here. I am as close to you right now. I am in that very room that you're in. In that very place that you're in, whether you're driving, whether you're at home, wherever you're at. The Lord is saying, I am there, and I extend my hands out to you, and I am caressing you, because some of you need a touch of the Lord this morning. And he is faithful, and he is merciful, and he's saying to you, I am here with you, for I will not let you go. 
I will not let you go. That's what the Lord says, because I love you. And that's what God is telling us this morning with his word. I am here. I am here for you, to hold you, to caress you, to bless you, to heal you, to restore you, to comfort you, to give you peace, to give you joy, to give you gladness. I will meet all your needs. I will meet all your needs. That's what the Lord is saying this morning. So be encouraged, my brothers and sisters. Paul was stirring, I mean, Peter was stirring them up. And he brought Brother Paul into the mix of it. And he said, look at Brother Paul. You know, and Brother and Paul was always, always uplifting the brethren. Always uplifting one another. And that's what we do here this morning. Be uplifted this morning, knowing that you don't fight by yourself. You're not alone, but you have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and you have an angel that's been given charge over you that he will take you by the right hand and will keep you from falling. So therefore, with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and one angel and yourself, that makes five. You got a posse, a posse that's right there with you. You are not alone. So this morning, be encouraged in the word of the Lord. Remember what God has promised. And his promises are being fulfilled, even right now. Even as I speak, I know that he's working. Hey, I know that he's moving. And I know that he's touching. And he's going to bring them. Those ones that we've been praying for, those promises are going to be revealed. So stand fast on his word. Keep declaring it. Keep speaking life. And you shall see it come to pass. Amen. My brothers and sisters, I love you. You're special to me. Can see you all the time. Can hug you all the time. But you know, I just look at your faces and I say, oh, that's why I'm a hugger. And that's why I like to, to kiss people in the cheeks and all that kind of stuff. And people may think I'm a little crazy. But you know what? That's what I do. Because why? Because I'm supposed to be his hands extended to you. I'm supposed to be hand extended to you. And that's what we're supposed to do. We represent Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. And the love that he's given me, I'm giving back to you. So my brothers and sisters, keep your focus. Keep your focus. The best is yet to come. Please keep these families in your prayers in Texas. You know, pray for your families. Pray for this country, this nation. Because God is on the move. And you know what? Just because you look so dark out there, it's not that dark. Why? Because the Lord is still standing on the throne. He's still faithful. He's still mercy. He's looking down at us and he's saying, come on now, you can do this. Come on now. The angels, come on now. Our family members that went with the Lord are saying, come on, we can do this. You can do this. So keep your focus, keep your focus. Love you guys. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. And I just thank you, Father God, for your children, Father God, your people, Father, that are listening and watching either now or later. I pray that you will meet them where they're at. I thank you in advance, Father God, because you already were there. Hey, you are, you are already in my tomorrow, Father. 
you know what's to come, Father God. And you said that as long as we focus on your word, as long as we stay in your word, Father God, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. So, Lord, I thank you for them. I pray that you will bless and meet them with their at, Father. I pray, oh, Lord, that you will heal, that you will restore, that you will meet their needs according to your riches and glory. Bless them and protect them, Father God. For this I ask, and this I decree, in Jesus' precious name, amen, and amen, and amen.